I will say I've noticed more Gligar than I did yesterday and the day before. So that's good. Maybe they toned down the Sentret, turned up the Gligar. That sounds like an excellent name of like an EDM song or something. tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Swedish submissions are live. The APK went on a diet. Shiny electric dogs now roam the streets. The Beastie Boys are back in raids. Let's yell about flowers and more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to GoCast episode 61. It's the 3rd of September. I'm your host, Chris, and this week I'm joined by Kyle. Kaya. And while Ness is here, she is currently in hardcore recovery mode because... Wow, those last two days of travel, she didn't sleep. So, <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that's, she's that's time uh, to sleep. Yeah, she's get getting everything back in order. You know, getting back into the swing of things, as it were. Nobody likes doing that, especially after you know a longer than normal vacation. But uh, we'll probably see her next week. But sorry about that. If you were looking forward to having her back, I was too. But um, next week for sure. Before we get started here and dive into everything, including our goals, our weeks, and more news and you can throw it something at i can't think of a good pokemon pun at this time what what would be a good stick pokemon to throw something at the, the pseudowoodo yeah more, sort of. more news than you could shake a pseudowoodo at sure. no dude it just doesn't feel good there's a better answer out there somewhere it's just not not in my head special shout out to our newest patron emma thank you so much for joining our patreon uh we hope that you're enjoying the discord so far and we're thrilled to get to know you better thanks again and then just a really quick reminder as many of you guys know because i talk about it every single week i am doing this thing called 500 raids of summer 500 raids of the course of summer you guys know the deal by now but we do have a fundraising portion of that effort and it's to benefit the national park foundation and we're donating all of our proceeds from our patreon both last month and this month as well so if you want to give to the national park foundation and you want to dip your toe in the discord and hang out with us and everybody else that's already there and you know anything else that might come up that are a little bit interesting to you on our patreon page this is a great month to do it Uh, but hey you know i've been running from the specter that is my fear of failure let's talk about our goals from this past week, Mr. Kyle. Okay. Why don't you go first? Because I would like to uh, delay my shame a little bit longer. All right. You were supposed to catch a Wishmer. I caught one. Yeah. But I needed two. So. Oh, you, you seriously didn't catch a second one over the course I'm, of the entire week? I'm a little bit bitter about it. Just like, a little? I know, I know that there were... A weather spawn with partly cloudy, which is how I got the first one. So when it was partly cloudy, I'm like, all right, let's go. Going to go out, try and find all of the local big spawning pools near me and nothing. And I was just like, oh, you know no. what? You know what? It's just going to happen when it happens. That's clearly what's what's going to happen here. Way to, way to just throw it to the wind there, man. You know, <laughs> do what you can. <laughs> um, in addition to that, well, I guess technically you did get your goal because you said you wanted to catch a Wishmer. So it's like it was like a half. It's a half successful goal for me. All right. I don't know how to mark that, but um, okay. well, there are other goals here. 50 
on an extra large carp metal, the fisherman metal. No, not, not, not. no, no chance. Nope. Ah, uh, bummer. Okay. Well, for myself, I also had Ketchy Wijmer, and I did. I actually managed to finish that step of the special research, and I'm actually <sighs> on step four now. Four. Four now. So I'm, I'm pretty jazzed about that. Did you know, by the way, Kyle, I had doomed myself from the get-go a couple of weeks ago when I said that I was going to finish it in one week as a weekly goal. Yes. On the last step, spoiler alert, there is definitely a spin Pokestop seven days in a row. <laughs> And so, uh, uh, of course, there is. It's good to know that even if uh, Wishmers did line up to be my new best friend, I probably would not have been able to do it all the same. <laughs> all right. Well, besides that, um, I also did not get my 50 raids and I didn't get a chance to get a shiny Rayquaza. So I kind of fell short of everything this week. That being said, and admittedly so, I did kind of take like a step back from the game a little bit this past week. I snagged a couple of things, hatched a shiny shanks, caught a shiny magnemite. But other than that, <sighs> I mean, <laughs> like, it just hasn't been for me. I also have been running low on data, so I'm, like, kind of running scared on that one, you know? Wait, what do you mean running low on data? So our data plan was running out because I might have definitely uploaded, like, probably eight gigs of recorded raid footage <laughs> in, like, one go. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't on Wi-Fi and it didn't uh, uh, it didn't occur to me that that was a bad move. Chris. Look, I don't want to talk about it, even though we just <laughs> did. <laughs> uh, so did anything else happen this past week that's notable for you, Kyle? I don't I don't think so. I didn't I didn't get to play as much as I wanted to. And I sure. did want to play more. Just disappointment, I guess, this week. Yeah, same for me. Did not get enough time really to go out I was dealing with some life things you know it just it just wasn't in the cards i guess this week for goals or otherwise but hey let's focus on the future because it's bright not shiny um and well i'm getting ahead of myself all right let's move on to the news let's get the little guy out of the way here first pokestop submissions are live in sweden good for them i guess um <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. I'm pretty thrilled that, you know, it is continually rolling out. I think it'd be kind of a, a bummer if they just stopped rolling it out because that would indicate a larger problem. Um, but it's been pretty steady. I mean, I just it feel like every couple of weeks. I feel like just at this point, what's really holding it back from <laughs> just being released? I feel like they've had their stress tests at this point. And they know it works from their other game, from Ingress. So, like, let us have it. It's true. But I, I really think that the reason that it, they're doing, like, the slow rollout isn't necessarily for stress testing. I think it's to help with the volume of submissions that need to be reviewed, you know? Uh, but, like, they're, they're local submissions. So, like, it's to handle it locally. I, I guess they, so. They need to have, they got to have a a system ready because... When you get to the major populated areas where the game is obviously being played, you're going to get inundated with submissions anyways. That's true. Kind of uh, I mean, in, so in Ingress, you can review them as a player after a certain point. There is nothing like that for Pokemon Go yet, although I think Ingress players are able to review our submissions. So I'm not entirely sure how, like, what's going on with that and why we don't have it yet. But uh, hey, Sweden, good for you. 
you're living the dream. Keep it up. Um, are you ready for some some sad news? Yeah. It's actually not really no, sad news. We're probably just being bamboozled. Yeah. Um, so we're, of course, talking about the APK 1.153.1. We talked about point zero last week, and that was the APK with all those exciting things in it, like the verse seeker, the route maker, the buddy system improvements. That's all been removed in, in this patch, this APK. But I, I wouldn't sweat it because uh, there's no way that they did all of that work and plan all that stuff out and then just drop it for no reason. So as I do before the show, I go on a bunch of different, you know, Pokemon Go news sites, primarily Pokemon Go Hub, because they're always on top of this stuff. So they had a really awesome article about this. And I kind of want to read it because they're they're thinking behind this. It kind of takes into account a lot of different perspectives that I just I can't hunt down. So this is wonderful, right? So there's a few possible reasons for this removal. One, the code was accidentally merged and pushed to release. This is not likely, but it does happen sometimes. Two, they were testing the waters and wanted to see how people would react. Given the usual approval process that companies go through, this is unlikely at best. And three, there's an existing bug on the pre 0.153.0 branch Niantic switched back to this branch in order to fix that bug. This is very common, especially in companies with multiple features in parallel development. So in layman's terms, uh, something happened with that build that was unstable and they reverted to an old one. That's what that theory suggests. The last bullet point seems to be most likely, as most software developers are aware, this happens all the time. The other bullet points seem like conspiracy theory compared to this one. Here's how we imagine it happened. I love this. This is great. Niantic switched over to the development branch called Develop Unova, a branch that contains the code plus the Unova changes. They push Develop Unova with 0.153.0, thinking everything is fine and dandy. Then the users discovered and reported a major bug in the 0.153.0, the last one. And in order to address the issue quickly, Niantic switched back to, you know, the pre-previous patch, fixed the bug and pushed it out as a new patch, like an updated patch. So for those of us that didn't study computer science in college, Kyle, what is what does all of this like mean? What can you give me like a quick layman summary of that whole process? Basically, they put all the information out that we talked about last week. They found some issue that happened somewhere and reverted back to the previous patch, but they reverted back to the previous patch, fixed the bug and then gave it a new name. So it looks like we move forward when we really just moved back. Yeah, so it, this is the world of development, software development. It's kind of messy like this, like versions and like throwing around and stuff like that. Like just because it comes sequentially in order doesn't really mean anything. So, oh, well, enough about that. Let's get to non-programming related news. Now, Kyle, have you been doing your deep breathing exercises? Yes, I've been, been waiting. Okay. I've been waiting, though. <laughs> I tucked the inner anger away for a long period of time. And now I'm, I'm ready to bring it back out. Who is this event that we're talking about for? Well, it's all of us. Forsaken Pokemon Go sinners. When is this happening? September and October in its entirety. What could we be talking about? Oh, Flower Crown Eevee with a chance of being shiny is in research breakthroughs. For September and October. Two months. Two months. Two months. Okay. So 
I kind of want to approach this a little bit delicately uh, because there's been so much talk about this. Uh, I mean, like, seriously, you look at our Discord, dude. I don't think I've seen more people like just like passionately talking about something it's for like, a while. What? Why? Wait, but yeah. maybe like this. No, it's it's dumb. But wait, maybe. Yeah, it's it's an interesting conversation to yeah, say the so. least. So for those of you that maybe have never seen the Flower Crown EP, although if you don't know what it is, I'm not quite sure how that's possible. It is trotted out a number of times, live events and non-live events. It's Evie with three flowers on the side of its head, and those persist through uh, evolution as well. They're, they're very so, small flowers. They're very small. Yeah, they are, they are small, but they are a form. And to be very honest, they're adorable. They, they look really nice. I like it on Leafeon. I think it looks good. And but this isn't uh, this isn't a conversation about whether or not the form is is worthy. You know what I mean? It's more of a conversation of the function of research breakthroughs. That's what I'm getting at. I don't know if you think there's a different heart of the issue, Kyle, but that's pretty much what I've been able to reduce everybody else's argument down to. I, I definitely I definitely agree with that. I think there's also small merit about the fact that Flower Crown Eevee is just kind of meh as a form, in my opinion. But that could that varies from person to person, obviously. So, OK, so if you even if you do know that flower crown Eevee, like what that is, shiny flower crown Eevee is undeniably one of the rarest things around because it was a temporary deal. And it is sought after by a lot of collectors because, again, people that want to collect like the shiny flower crown evolutions are they have to get a, a handful of them because, you know, a couple of those evolution routes, actually just the Flareon, Jolteon and Vaporeon, you could get screwed. You could evolve eight and do, you know, four Vaporeon and four Flareon. Yeah. So I get it. I get I get the want for this. But like I was mentioning before, this is more of a conversation about the purpose and the research breakthrough. So, Kyle, I think you and I are probably of the same opinion. What, what do you think the purpose of that box is? Just from like a game design perspective? The way that I see it, the research breakthrough allows players who might not otherwise have a chance to be able to obtain certain Pokemon. And I feel like that's what it's been used for up until this point. I would agree as well. Even in some of the previous boxes where it wasn't a legendary choice, like Shedinja. But which, by the way, in my opinion, I think the Flower Crown Eevee is much more of a faux pas than the uh, Shedinja is. Just the way I see it, because even though Shedinja was not done in the way that we like, it was still exclusive to boxes. So there was a reason to do it. You know what I mean? Yes. So it doesn't seem like it's for the rural player who doesn't have enough people to raid with. Look, it doesn't seem like this is for anybody. And I'm going to I'm going to preface there is positives. You know, it's not a wholly negative thing. There are people who weren't playing when Flower Crown Eevee was released who want to collect the form. But unless you're one of the living shiny decks players, you don't need eight Flower Crown Eevees. You need one, technically, you know, depending on how serious you are about your forms. Right. And then to give it for two months, it's just... I think that's the kicker for me is that it's two months. If it was one month, I'd be like, okay, cool. Like there's just a gap before they want to get us, you know, other yeah, content. Exactly. And stuff like that. But it's, it's two months. And we've talked about this before in the past that, um, you know, they've done two month chunks, like almost exclusively like the, the middle of this year. 
And it made sense with the larger pools of Pokemon. You know, four different legendaries to choose from. You have eight chances. Chances are you'll get one of each. If you are religious about it, you do it daily and you want them. Mm -hmm. And the shinies are just a nice bonus. But, you know, that's not for dex completion. That's that's just a bonus for this. I mean, we all have EVs and it's not like you get a chance of a different EV or something like that. But I, I think I do know who this is for, by the way, to circle back to your earlier point. Um, besides the living decks people, I think just collectors in general, like having rare Pokemon. Um, I know Catherine in the discord was mentioning that she wanted to have them as trading fodder because there are a lot of people who are willing to part with some very rare Pokemon legacy moves, what have you that would do so for a shiny flower count Eevee. But like, that's the kicker there. You just, you said the magic word, shiny, shiny. Obviously, this has only been live for two days. We are, you know, recording on a Tuesday and we don't know what the rate is. Even if it is boosted to the generous rate of legendaries, that's it's terrible. Like, it's terrible. That's true. Yeah. It, but they, even go ahead. User. But even from the perspective of it, like this serving somebody. Right. And let's say that that person gets a shiny flower crown Eevee, right? And that's what they wanted. That person that wants this and is excited about it, while that like them being excited is super valid. I mean, absolutely. I'm happy for you. But like from a perspective of like, again, game design. And actually, I don't even think this is game design at this point in time. This is just kind of like management, you know? It's uh, almost PR at this point. It is It is almost PR at this point in time. Those people that are excited about it are, are so small. You know what I mean? It's like it's half a percent. I I would wager or even lower if that. Right. So, uh, again, to those people like I'm thrilled for you. That's awesome. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't I don't know. They I think the the problem is they could have just released Flower Crown Eevee for a week in the wild. Eevee is a fairly common spawn. Give people some time to actually grind for it. And then take it away again. Do the same thing you do with all the hat Pikachus. Don't don't yeah. waste people's time with a research breakthrough, especially, and I know it's not their target audience, but rural players, the research breakthrough is a huge deal because for some of them, it's the only way they get legendaries for ever. It's the only time they ever get legendaries. Yeah. And one of the one of the special research tasks that we've had over the summer, I don't remember which one it was, required catching a legendary from a box or from a raid. And if you're a rural player and you hit that point, you're kind of SOL right now. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I saw some people talking about that online. I'm like that. Yeah, I feel for that. Yeah, I didn't. Didn't even cross my mind, man. I feel like even I feel like the number of rural players that are messed up by this outweigh even the number of collectors that are happy about it i would say that's probably a fair assessment yeah but anyway our show is we we pride ourselves on not being overly negative and, and you know trying to find like the journalistic perspectives and stuff like that of course we have opinions but we want to make sure that everybody's well represented in the community and uh, yeah so i think this is probably the first time i'm gonna have to give something universally kind of a thumbs down that being said in my Gonna try to get eight flower crown Eevees? Totally. Just because no. I play every day, though. <laughs> I will not. Yeah, I might hold off on the last one and save the box for whatever <laughs> the next thing is going to be. But I'm not going to not play because of it. Oh, yeah, sure. But like, you don't have to go 
do stuff specifically for field research depending That's on what true. you get obviously if you play even a little bit every single day though like it's hard to not get a stamp it depends i've had days where i've played and i get like only harder field researches to do like you know hatch five eggs or use yeah. seven super effective attacks so it happens and i'm not going to go out of my way to do them for a flower crown eevee true especially true. because you can hatch them in 5k eggs right now you can and there's also somewhere else that you can get them and we're going to move on to that because i'm i'm kind of done with this topic <laughs> <laughs> i mean we could we could really probably fill a 40 minute you know mini show about this entire topic and really talk about what this does to every type of player but how about this if you guys feel very strongly about the flower crown ev thing one way or the other if you feel like we didn't represent some aspect of this correctly right what if like if you think this is the greatest thing since sliced bread send us an email i definitely want to hear what you have to say you know i feel like i'm missing something because there's no way this is that as bad as we think it is right i would be interested to hear the the positive aspects from other players that is for sure all right so as promised let's move on to the september october research tasks and changes no we're not going to read an entire list i've only pulled three notable tasks for you to be aware of but before that uh, this is where we would like to mention that shiny electric is out he is awesome i love it <laughs> shiny manectric looks rad i agree he looks still red. Yeah, they're out. Go get those guys, especially if they're you know boosted in the rain. But the three tasks that I would recommend that you keep an eye out for this two month period. Number one is make five great curveball throws in a row. And that's going to be spin to form number three. It is a repeat form. If you got it the first time, maybe don't sweat it. But it is kind of nice to get a whole bunch because people like to trade spin to. Next one is evolve a Pokemon. You could either get a Cubone or this is the one that you could get a Flower Crown Eevee out of. It's really, <laughs> really easy to do. Evolve a Pokemon. You know all those Wismers that you're swimming in because they're everywhere? 12 candies. That's it. Now, save those Wismers. Save them. Um, and then lastly, battle another trainer twice. This is a new task. I've never seen this before. And that one will give you an Electrike. Definitely worth looking for because the new shiny chance. But we did mention Johto. Ultra bonuses week one or is known by me in my personal calendar on my phone. Johto week, baby. <laughs> if you're extraordinarily lucky, you might hatch unknown forms. ULTRA from 10K eggs. That's live this week. Raikou, Entei and Suicune will return to raids along with other Johto Pokemon. I'm not proud to say that today I definitely raided a Sentret. Hey, I rated a Sunkern today. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. Is it make it worse if I I lost to a Skarmory three times, then I did a Sentret, and then I did a Murkrow, and then I said, that's a day's work, and I went home. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty great. Um, additionally, if you are lucky, you might encounter Shiny Sentret and Shiny Gligar, which is awesome shiny centrets actually like pretty cool <laughs> they both look great i'm gonna be honest yes they they really really do shiny glide score is awesome yes looks really cool two times incubator effectiveness is uh, on this week and i think also the next two weeks if i'm not mistaken the raid bosses that are going to be available include in tier one centret sunkern murkrow snubble houndour Hey, we're already halfway done with the list of the tier tier ones. We've already done half of them, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, in tier two, Alolan Executor, Pineco, Gligar, Sneasel, and Mawile. Tier three, Alolan Raichu, Shuckle, Pilliswine, Skarmory, and Donphan. A, a little a little heads up about that Shuckle raid, by the way. You're not, you're not soloing it. Don't do it. Did you try? No, no. Okay, I just good. remember the last time he was in raids and nobody I'm could do it. Just making sure that you had not forgotten. Oh, no, 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 no. I remember to, you know, respect the Shuckle. Good. Tier four includes Alolan Marowak, Ursaring, Tyranitar, and Absol. Uh, tier five is, like we said before, Raikou, Entei, and Suicune. And in EX raids, we're still dealing with Deoxys. All right, Kyle, now that we've laid all of that out, opinions? Well, there's a couple of anecdotal things that are slightly controversial, I think. One was the Centret spawn rates was through the roof mm-hmm. at the start. And people are now claiming that it has been drastically cut down. So that's a bit disappointing if that did. That is indeed what happened. I believe that that is the case. Although today at work, uh, I want to say probably the last time I really checked a spawn pool was like two or three. Centrits were still on the rise. Very healthy population. I will say I've noticed more Gligar than I did yesterday and the day before. So that's good. Maybe they toned down the Centrit, turned up the Gligar. (laughs) That sounds like an excellent name of like an EDM song or something. But anyways, 10 kilometer eggs. Have you hatched any? Yeah, I have. A- any luck? No, no. I'm also <laughs> not really looking for them, to be very honest. I, I don't yeah, really mind no. that much. But the, the thing is, is that like we were talking about before, you know, for certain people, this is actually probably the highlight for them. You and I have been to many live events, right? We, we have tons of unknown and. Maybe not those letters. I, I haven't done an inventory in a while, but for some people that haven't been to a live event, the unknown spawn rate is like less than half almost, a percent. Almost not existent. Right. So this is exciting for somebody. Oh, to- no, totally. The unknown being in eggs, really cool. What's not so cool is them being in 10K eggs. I would agree. So yeah. that's what if that's they were in every egg pool? You just had like a 1% chance of hatching them. They would definitely feel a lot better because I don't know the exact numbers because I checked it before this event happened, but the rate of getting 10K eggs was roughly 10%, and that's abysmal. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it's an event where you need to grind 10K eggs. It's another, what was it, egg extravaganza that we had last year to get chingling? It, it was this year, and I think it was for Easter. Oh my gosh, was it already this year? Oh my, okay, yeah. look, time, mm-hmm. just whatever. Yeah, (laughs) time's made up, dude. So it's just, uh, you know, incubators got to sell them, I guess. I I feel for the people who need to hatch unknowns or want to for collection purposes, because this is your best bet pretty much ever. But it's not the greatest bet. Okay, I've got a question for you. Yeah, I've been waiting to talk about this forever. There's just never been an appropriate time to do so. But we're talking about eggs. We're talking about you know, bad drop rates or talking about abysmal uh, hatch rates and stuff like that. With all the current controversy in the gaming sphere around loot boxes and whether or not it's gambling, surprise mechanics, you know, quotes, all that stuff mm-hmm. um, where, you know, laws are going to start requiring people to uh, publish the the rates of all these different things. Do you think that's mm-hmm. going to apply to eggs and Pokemon Go too? Do, well, actually, I guess the better question is, do you consider 
eggs in Pokemon Go like loot boxes? Yes, I do. Okay, it's, it's I've already thought about this because it's the only game that I play that really has this mechanic in it like yeah, this. that you like participate in. <laughs> yeah, and they're loot boxes like you can sugarcoat it any way you want, but you pay money to be able to open more of them faster just because they give you a free one doesn't doesn't change that. And I think it makes it doubly worse because we know that the Pokemon that you get in the egg is set as soon as you receive the egg rather than when it hatches. So that just, you know, I, I feel like that further drives the point home. I, I mirror your opinion completely. Yeah. I also think that we're, I, I had to stop myself when I was thinking about this earlier from trying to defend the egg thing. It definitely is a loot box. I, I would agree. I feel like that's probably where we would get the most pushback from other people with a different opinion about mm -hmm. this. Like, you know, you can walk it, like you said, the one free run for a lot of people actually makes the difference. Yeah, I mean, I see where that argument comes into play, but I've always firmly been in the camp that I really dislike incubators as a monetization option. Sure. But I, you know, I get why it happens. Not everybody's going to go do a thousand raids, but everybody is eventually going to hash a thousand Pokemon. So. So, I mean, this game doesn't have one major monetization feature. It has two, right? It's got raid passes and eggs. Do you I mean, like raid passes as a monetization I, option? I'm okay, I'm okay with that. Yes. Yeah. I think raid pat like if I need to settle in the the situation, yes, I'm okay with that. Okay. Well, you tell me the last time you spent a dollar to catch a centret, and uh, I'll show you a video of a raid I did earlier today. Never, because I would only use my free raid pass on it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was like the third raid I did that day, so no dice on that uh. one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I need like Chris. a bucket of sand to put my head in. Hold on a sec. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Um, September legendary raid hours. All of the raid hours for September have been announced from 6 to 7 p.m. in your local time zone on the following dates. September 4th, it's going to be Raikou, Entei, and Suicune. On September 11th, it's going to be Deoxys in all of its various forms, I would assume. That's what tier five raids are that entire week. September 18th, Mewtwo, don't forget, it'll be a shiny chance as well. Get that green boy. And then September 25th, we will be raiding to be announced. I have no idea what Pokemon that is, but I've never heard of it before. Are you uh, excited about any particular raid hour? Any of these? Let me put it this way. Can we have it on a day that's not Wednesday? Is that I mean, any chance, Niantic? Are you, ask, are you asking me? Oh, I was about to say, like, I'll say like, yes. Because, <laughs> like... I, I don't get to take part like it's, it's, you know, plain and simple. I work every Wednesday night. So until it's on a Tuesday or I take a Wednesday off to do it, which I'm really not going to bother, I'll keep watching the raid hours from a distance. Fair enough. I think that this is a, a cool event, though, because they're not exclusive. I mean, the only thing that was kind of exclusive was as elf was in well, as elf for us, but the, the lake trio were featured in the raid hour last week but other than that it's usually just whatever is currently in you know mm -hmm. tier five raids yeah. so i think that's cool i think this is nice um so i'm sorry you're missing out but yeah i bet you don't feel too badly about it no nah, i mean i would i would like to do the mewtwo one because i'm unsure how many mewtwo i'm going to be able to get to do in that one week okay 
because it's just the raids haven't been working out for me. But, you know, sounds like we'll have to go downtown again. Yeah, maybe. Hopefully that's not one week I agreed to work a Saturday. We'll see what happens. We'll see. (laughs) But anyways. (laughs) Then uh, lastly for the news. Wow, this has just been a a monstrous news section. Um, We're going to do for the rest of this month the what year is it little section. Kind of give you an idea of, you know, things that are either ending soon or starting soon. And again, Go Ranger, that app. This is where I get all of my information about these timers. So you guys should go check that out. It's wonderful. Can I just say for a second, you say go Ranger and I immediately my mind blanks for like two seconds because I have to think what season of Super Sentai are you talking about, which is the TV show that Power Rangers is based on. Okay. All of the shows are called something Ranger. And I just see go Ranger. I'm like, wait, what? Which ranger is that? No. Uh, (laughs) We're all good. All right. So ending on Monday, September 9th at 1 p.m. PDT, the the, the Johto stuff is ending. So so get your fill now this week with all those fun raids like Sentrits and Gligars. You want to do that because those shinies are awesome. Uh, Get your fill now because by the, you know, middle of next Monday, they'll be gone. Um, Beginning the time that that Johto event ends, which again is next Monday, September 9th at 1 p.m. PDT, there's going to be two things. Deoxys raids begin, and then also for the remainder of that week, Kanto regionals are in eggs and their shiny forms are released. So you have a chance of getting, you know, the shiny version of those regionals as well. That's pretty exciting. I think out of the three of these, I'm probably actually looking forward to the the, the shiny regionals the most. You know... I'll probably hatch friendship eggs casually during the time, but I don't have high hopes for whatever the shiny rate is. So I'm not going to sure. push for that one. Yeah. I think we're much more likely to get a shiny tutorials just by farming them around <laughs> here. That is, if it's possible, the The way things have been wording, it's been like, is it going to be possible or is it yeah. going to be from eggs? That would be, you know, the only time but... they've released a shiny and then taken it back was Meltan. Uh, I mean, there was also Abra. Oh, yeah, but that was a mistake, you know, like I wouldn't know. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just like like a like a premeditated metered approach. (laughs) I would say (laughs) that they're probably just going to release them worldwide. You know, that's my opinion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, here's hoping. But enough of me talking forever. Let's let's hop into gear up. So this week on gear up, I wanted to do a little bit of raid prep, given the ultra unlocks that are becoming up as well as the legendary raid hours. As we've mentioned, we have a duo of psychic raids coming up in the legendary tier, Deoxys and Mewtwo. And I'm sure a lot of people have heard this again, but I'm sure there's also an equal amount of people just joining us. We've had a lot of psychic legendaries. A lot of people have had time to perfect their teams, but that doesn't mean it's too late. You got three main types when you're taking on psychic types, ghost, dark, and bug. For ghost types, there's Gengar. You know, who who would have guessed, right? Gengar's great. He's he's really good. He's a glass cannon. We've talked about him a lot. There's also Giratina Origin, much better than Gengar, pretty much all around, but also, you know, more rare, harder to power up. There is Legacy Shadow Ball Mewtwo, if you have one from the last time. I don't know why you need to be told this, but use it. It's it's good. It's really good. And that's it for ghosts, because the rest of the ghosts in the game are kind of garbage until uh, 
we get to Gen 5 where we get at least one more good ghost. Woohoo! Also, hey, before we move on from ghosts, can I submit a request to the community at large? Okay. When we're talking about Giratina, because this would just make life so much easier. When we're talking about altered form, can we call it Giratina? And then for origin form, can we call it Giratino? I'm on board, right? I mean, that, what, this is just a simple. It's a simple solution, right? It's perfect. It's elegant. It makes sense, right? Um. Yes, it does. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's... I'm gonna start doing it. I'm sorry if you hate it already. I'm okay. gonna start doing it. Okay. You can start doing that, and I'll stick to my hippo potato. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Next up is dark type. Does anyone want to guess what number one is? No, because it's Tyranitar. Oh, yeah, that guy. In case, <laughs> in case you didn't know, Tyranitar, Bite Crunch, solid, really good. Surprisingly, there's not a lot of fantastic dark types out there, especially when you compare it to how good Tyranitar really is. Tyranitar is your number one option. Everything else is like C tier rather than B tier, but... They are much easier to obtain. And these options include Honchcrow, Houndoom, Weavile, and Sharpedo. Sharpedo! So some fun Pokemon. You know, if you caught a bunch of Carvana and you want to use your Sharpedo, here's your, here's your opportunity. It's being handed to you. And lastly, this one's mostly for Chris and also all of you insect lovers out there. Bug type, if you really want to use it. Caesar and Pinsir. And that's all you got. There's good. That's fine. I <laughs> that's got tons of those. It's all you cool. need. <laughs> they are significantly worse than ghost and dark type just because bug type moves are not very good. But it still gets the job done. I mean, you're, you're going to bring your team of six Caesar, right? <laughs> right. You got you got the one maxed out and then the other ones at the bear evolution CP. Uh, I've got I've got one that I'm working on because you know I am definitely building a team of maxed out Z stores, and I I have the one shiny. I think I just got to max him out, even though he's bad. Uh, it doesn't matter. That's he's, life, you know. He's shiny. That's true. Uh, that's good enough reason to use anything. So <laughs> so use your shiny pincers and use your shiny Caesars if you have any, and go take down some Deoxys in all his forms. And Mewtwo, and hopefully snag a green Mewtwo because it has to be green. Also, if you are forgetting in your raids what affects psychic types, one of the easiest ways to remember things that you know bother psychic type Pokemon, I suppose, are the sorts of things that freak out people like your psyche, your brain, right? Like your consciousness. Ghosts are scary, people are afraid of the dark, and people are scared of bugs. You just got to think of that. That's the easiest way. I'm serious. That's the easiest way. I've heard that a lot before, and I'm going to stick to having my Pokemon type chart open in the second window (laughs) until I've learned to memorize it. But I'm getting Uh, there. Pokemon Go is is teaching me it better than the main series games ever did. That's uh, fair enough. Yeah, I didn't quite understand dark type. It was an enigma until I started really playing Go, to be very honest. But all right. Why don't we uh, why don't we just move on to the Pokelore? So this week on Pokelore, we're going to talk about Gligar, the fly scorpion Pokemon, and Gliscor, the fang scorpion Pokemon. Gligar is a purple bat-like Pokemon. Its head and body are round and roughly equal in size. 
It has long triangular ears and triangular eyes with small pupils. Two large pointed teeth protrude from its upper jaw, and a pink tongue is often seen lolling from its mouth. Its arms are segmented at the wrists and end in large pincers. Spread between its arms are two blue wing membranes, each tipped with a purple claw. Its legs are thin and likewise segmented at the ankles, and its round feet have one claw each. It makes it look like it's wearing, like, shoes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes. Gligar has a long tail split into spherical sections, ending in a large round stinger. The female Gligar will have a smaller stinger than the male. As shown in the anime, Gligar feed on berries and can emit sound waves to detect obstacles and fly around them. It glides smoothly and silently through the air with its limbs extended and startles its prey and enemies by flying straight towards them. Oh, yeah, that is. Uh, yep, that's how you do it. <laughs> when you think about how big Gligar is, that would that would be quite scary. How big is Gligar? I mean, Gligar, Gligar is like like two and a half feet tall. I was about to say like a few feet. Yeah. Wait till we get to Gliscor, though. Oh, boy. It attacks by clamping onto its enemy's face with its clawed hind legs and pincers and then jabbing it with its poisonous stinger. Gligar lives in mountainous regions, making its nest along cliff sides. When it is done gliding, it hops along the ground back to its nest. That's kind of adorable. Oh, it is, except, yeah, but that was right after the part where it says it clamps onto an enemy's face and stabs it. Yeah, you know, sometimes you gotta live. Anyways, Gliscor is a large, mainly blue-purple vampire bat-like Pokemon. Its legs have two toes and a slightly darker circle coloration on the underside, and its tail has two barbs, giving its tail the resemblance of a vampire's fangs. Its arms are red with thin striations and are completely detached from its back wings and each are ended with large pincers. Its ears have discernible red chambered ear insides, and its eyes are yellow. It has six visible fangs in its mouth, and its waist, like its arms, is red and striated. Gliscor's body resembles an open mouth, with the pointed protrusions coming from its upper torso resembling fangs, further illustrating its vampiric qualities. As shown in Riding the Winds of Change, Gliscor along with its unevolved form, Gligar, can emit a sort of sound wave in order to detect obstacles and fly around them, similar to echolocation. Its legs appear to be not suitable for walking, so it can only perform short hops when on the ground. Gliscor hangs upside down while sleeping, much like other bat-like Pokemon, and it is nocturnal. It is capable of soundless flight. However, its wings cannot be flapped to the same extent that other Pokemon's wings can be. Like Jumpluff and Wingle, Gliscor uses winds and updrafts to glide from place to place. When there is no wind, Gliscor climbs to the top of tall trees using its sharp raptorial claws and then glides from place to place. This practice is similar to flying squirrels. <laughs> it's extremely rare, but sometimes it is found in thick pine forests and swamps. Okay, well, you said... To just wait for Gliscor, and I did. Yes. Yeah, he is just like a, a, a bigger, better version. Let me just let me just tell you though, because we talked about Gligar. It's like about two feet tall. Yeah. Gliscor is like five and a half feet tall. Oh man, he's so it's huge. the size of a person. He's huge in comparison. It's it's scary. What's not so scary are his stats. <laughs> he has a max CP of twenty six ninety two. A middling attack of 185 and stamina of 181 are overshadowed by a surprisingly high defense of 222. 
So his defense is really high, but like his attack and stamina kind of not so great. Middle of the pack. Yeah. His best move. I mean, like very middle of the pack. It's like, yeah, smack, smack dab in the center, which puts it at like, I don't know. What is that? Like 275 now? Yeah, it's bad. (laughs) (laughs) His best move set is wing attack and aerial ace, but I wouldn't recommend using him really for anything. Yeah, he doesn't really have um, a good move set in general. I mean, those are flying moves. He's flying ground. Uh, so is Gligar, and that's pretty cool. It's always really interesting to see, you know, type combinations that would be super effective against each other. But yeah, he just the move pool is just isn't there for him. Yeah, it's a shame. I love Gliscor as a Pokemon. It's oh sure. It's really it's it's close to my top ten. If it was Ghost type, it would it would be on there instantly but oh my gosh if it was a ghost type on top of everything else i'd probably i don't know i don't know what i would do (laughs) i would probably have a bunch of them to be very honest that would be pretty cool well hey that was that and now here's this it's the pokepole last week's question what's one pokemon that you feel is mistyped and how would you fix it this might have been one of my favorite questions i really loved reading everybody's uh just answers and stuff it, it they're really wonderful uh catherine said can you look at celebi and tell me that it is not a fairy look at it look at it and look deeply into your soul that is a fairy <laughs> julie said every time i look at mobile i think it's dark slash fairy and then i'm surprised when it's steel instead not only does it actually look like it could have been an evil fairy in a folk tale how can anyone see this pokemon and not think bite crunch look at the fangs <laughs> yes Hi, Casper said, I always wished Yen Mega was Bug Dragon. I think it's a missed opportunity for a really cool Pokemon. I would agree. That would be pretty sweet, honestly. Sarah said, I was going to say Pineco should be a grass type because it's a pinecone. But the internet says it's a bug worm inside of a pinecone. Bug grass would make more sense. Dennis said, how on earth can Gyarados be a flying type? I understand the Mega <laughs> Evolve uh, when it gets wings, but what do they think of in the start when they typed it and what about the guardian of the seas lugia uh psychic flying shouldn't it be water flying yeah that probably makes the most sense to me but as we've previously mentioned all legendaries need to be psychic so that's just it's a baseline requirement that's your barrier to entry if you have a double type that's cool good for you but uh psychic <laughs> <laughs> julius said uh my response to the pokepole is lucario the fact that he is a steel fighting does not make sense Especially after having seen the movie Lucario and the Mystery of Mew, I think he should be psychic fighting because he can sense auras. Is there another reason for that? I've never really like watched anything or read anything about Lucario. I don't think so. Maybe, I mean, he's probably not psychic fighting because they try to avoid conflicting typings. Although then yeah. it's not a hard rule. It's it's definitely something they avoid. I mean, so. we, we have Meta Titan, Meta Cham, so. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but we probably didn't need another one of those. Like, steel fighting is neat. It's a neat combo, but yeah, I don't know. It's a a good question. And then lastly, at Fish on a Heater, aside from the obvious Gyarados and Charizard, I've always been annoyed that some Pokemon have both rock and ground typing. Like, hey, you know what would make this golem better? Doubling its weakness to grass and water. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I agree with that one. I like, yeah. I'm a, I'm like a very that. big fan. Yes. This week's Pokemon question is, what Generation 5 Pokemon are you looking forward to the most and why? Kyle, you got one in mind or what? 
I have I have several in mind. Do I have to only give one? <laughs> okay, how about you give one and then I'll give one and then you can talk about the rest of them because I only have one okay. and I don't want you to take mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, well then it, it's Chandelure. Oh yeah, I saw that one coming a mile away. It first, it's a ghost type. I love it. But also it's it's a chandelier. Like it's great. And also it's going to be a really good ghost type, which I mentioned earlier. It's going to potentially dethrone Gengar if it gets uh, the right moves. That's kind of an if. That's so kind of an it, if. It is, but you yeah. know, it's, it's the possible. possibility is exciting. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so before you go on with the rest of your list, for me, I'm so looking forward to Scolipede, dude. Yeah, okay. Scolipede. That's a good one. Okay, actually, all right. Out of that line, out of the Venipede line, Whirlipede is the coolest design. Let's be honest. It's a wheel that's also a bug. Yes. It's neat. There's but Scolipede, also... if we're talking about like, you know, relevancy and like usefulness, like I'm just, I'm down. He's awesome. He's cool. Strong bug types. I'm there. <laughs> of course. Okay. Do you have any bugs on your list? Because Dwebble is definitely, uh, <laughs> he's in this generation. It's been Crustle is in Crustle. <laughs> uh, I mean, I have, I have a couple of honorable mentions. One is, everyone could guess, is Cofagrigus, because who doesn't want a ghost coffin? True, true. But arguably one of the best designed ghost types ever. Is so good. Other than that, I want to say a controversial one just because it's hilarious and it's Vanillux. Oh, no. Like, if that's in this generation, Gen 5 has Vanillux and Garbodor. So... Oh, man. Okay, this is the first time I've looked at this list, like, now that we're looking at it together. Deerling is in this uh, generation as well. I wonder if we're going to get all the different forms. I hope so. They will probably make them regional of some kind. And Imbolga's in here. Mikey, shout out to you, dude. Um, And, oh, probably one of my favorite Pokemon puns of all time. Fungus Amoongus. Yes. Yes. It's so good. Look, okay. We can go on a, a tangent about this, but I think Gen 5 is filled with phenomenally designed Pokemon. Like It is, but there are a couple of them. You're like, eh. It also has some of the worst designed Pokemon, so it's it's an amazing spread that we're in for. Yeah, dude. I mean, you want to talk about Bear Tick because I'm not a big fan. But Chub Chew. Like, fair enough. Sure, That's Bear fair Tick, enough. but Chub Chew. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and the upgraded Tauros is here too. Uh, All right. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Is there any other notable mentions you want to get out there before we move on? No, it's going to avoid the legendaries because it's a given. But I mean, obviously. Yeah, but just some, looking at some oh, of the stats. Yeah, like we talked about before. Bug Pokemon. You got Volcarona coming. I do. I've also got Genesect. What's not to love? Very thrilled. All right, cool. Thank you so much, everybody that gave us answers. Uh, if you have an answer, dear listener, to the question, what Generation 5 Pokemon are you looking forward to the most and why? Because I got to tell you, there's tons of them, tons of really great Pokemon to choose from. You can either answer the question when it's posted on social media, that's on Facebook or Twitter, or if you're in our Discord because you are a given patron, that's there. Or you can send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. In speaking of emails... We got one email this week. It's from Missy. She says, hello again. 
I hope the Water Festival treated you well. I'm so sad to say no shiny magic art for me. This is a follow up from last week, by the way. I shiny checked every one that I saw, but it just wasn't in the Pokemon cards for me this time. My Magikarp stats are now seen 942 and caught 830. In fact, the water event didn't have any shinies for me this year, but I still love the water event as I live in the high desert and don't get a ton of water (laughs) Pokemon. What's the high desert? Is that like, uh, I know the phrase high noon, right? Yeah. This just means she lives like in the middle of a desert. If you're living in a desert in any, in in any way, uh, that's a bummer. (laughs) Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on lucky friends trading. I have made some friends from traveling and through gift giving, uh, we have become lucky friends and all likelihood. There are some areas that I probably won't go back to. I would love to make trades remotely, even if it's only lucky trades. What do you think? I'm sure there's some reason Niantic doesn't allow it, but the only one I can think of is fraud. Hope you had a safe and fun Labor Day weekend. Uh, thanks, Missy. Uh, I did have a fun and safe Liberty weekend. I hope you did as well. Kyle, was, was your weekend also fun and safe? Yeah, it was good. I worked Labor Day, but you know, what's new? Otherwise, I, my weekend was good. That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so lay it on me. Uh, why, why do you think that we can't do remote trading for lucky friends? And yes, so those of you that have listened for a long time, I know we did talk about this quite a while ago, but this is a very relevant question now. I'll be honest. I don't have an actual reason besides Niantic wants to stick to their guns on the whole trading in general thing and okay. keep it more social related. Yeah, the more social was one of the reasons. Um, the other reason, another reason was was fraud, like she said, you know, just like basically people just taking advantage of it. But the main reason that I think um, and one of the main and the main reason that we we, we talked about when we talked about this last time. Uh, was that there's definitely an against terms of service underground like trading Pokemon for money sort of thing. And if you make trading available remotely, that just makes that whole yeah. sphere work better. But if it's only for lucky friends, I yeah, don't exactly. see how that's viable either. Like I I don't think it's viable even remotely. The cost would have to be so high for the Pokemon being bought to be worth anyone's time. Yeah. Like I, Chris and I still aren't lucky friends. We're not the greatest at sending gifts to each other because obviously we're already best friends. We have other places to send our gifts. I mean, twice a month, man. I mean, at minimum, right? (laughs) But like I also have I have best friends that I've traded with every single day since this started. Still not lucky. So meanwhile, I have two lucky friends who are across the country that I will never see in person ever oh no that's awful i met them online that's it (laughs) i've only ever had one lucky friend and it was a friend of the show alex defranco uh and we did our lucky trade i don't know where we'll be traded but it was something that was worth it and that's the only one i've ever gotten so i'm kind of in a similar boat i kind of like that it's rare though you know makes it feel more special i just i wish it was a little less rare that's all not like not like a ton less rare but just just a little bit just a little bit more yeah fair enough all right thank you so much for the email missy i'm so sorry about your shiny magikarp woes if it makes you feel any better neither of us have caught a shiny magikarp for a long time so yeah and we live near water i mean like you got it <laughs> you go downtown chicago you, there's oh, magikarp wow. all over the place you know so hmm. um anyway thanks again for the email if you want to send us an email you can send it to mail at gocastpodcast.com 
Podcast.com. If you'd like to visit our website, we also have a contact us form there. You can fill that out. It will send us an email for you. You can visit our website at gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at gocastpodcast. Like us on Facebook. Just search for the Gocast Podcast. If you'd like to help support the show monetarily, you can do so at Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash gocastpodcast. Uh, for as little as $1 a month, you gain access to our patron-exclusive Discord. Get to hang out with all the cool dudes and, and dudettes that are there, and um, we do some PvP matches, and we have really great conversations. It, man, it's been, it's it's been really great. It's entertaining, too. It's, it's very entertaining. Sure is. I like the spicy memes channel. That's a good one. <laughs> um, but if you'd like to help support the show and, you know, monetary thing just isn't in the cards for you, um, you can always just leave us a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you might find us. And thanks in advance. And uh, before we get out of here, Mr. Kyle, let's set some additional goals for this upcoming week. How about that? Okay. All right. Reminder that it is Johto week. I have a slightly unorthodox goal for this week. Okay. I want to try and hit ultra friends or as close as possible with people on our discord that we're doing the pvp thing that you just mentioned with i'm like okay. roughly a week away with you know four or five of them i'm really excited to get you in these tournaments they're a lot of fun so if everyone if everyone opens my gifts or sends me gifts to open i should be on track so i'm leaving this one up to fate i guess <laughs> and public shaming just a little bit of it though anything else besides the pvp friendships i'd also like to get two hundred thousand stardust because I didn't, okay. I didn't really get any Stardust last week, so I gotta, gotta catch back up. All right, sounds good to me. Anything else? No, that's gonna be it for me. Okay, PvP friendships and two hundred thousand Stardust. For myself, I want to get ahead on five hundred raids of summer because I'm currently behind a little bit. How many ahead? How many ahead do I want to get? Yeah. Um, I really, I really want to be like double digits ahead, at least ten, okay. at least plus ten. Um, in addition to that, I also would like to get 200,000 Stardust. And I'm really looking for a shiny Sentret or a shiny Gligar. I'm not going to be too greedy because every time I am, I always backfires. I would uh, love so. a shiny Gligar. Hey, man, if I get one, you can have it. <laughs> I, I, don't, right. I don't believe you because living decks, that's not how this works. But uh, so here's the thing. The way that it does work, Kyle, is that if I get one, I get like four. Sometimes that is true. Yes, you're right. Yes. <laughs> I feel like this is true of most people. I feel like the only holdout is Rose like Raid or Roselia over there. Oh, yeah. That was a and good like one. I'm, I'm waiting them. for the day I get to send you like my eighth. And be like, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> okay. That's it for the show. Uh, thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. This was kind of a monster. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Hopefully Ness will be here for episode 62. Bye-bye. Bye.